0: It's just lovely to be here with you tonight. And I echo the sentiments of Brother and Sister Lee. Um, I apologize to those of you in the church who do not realize that pastors from two continents have met over a marriage. And after not being together for almost three years and carrying one another's burdens to be in the presence is very like uh, David and Caitlin's romance. (laughs) We've been texting, an occasional FaceTime, lots of communication, but no presence. And there is something different. You know, we have the word of God. We have the presence of the Lord. And I liken that to someone talking to me behind a door. I can hear you. I hear your voice. But how I long to see you. And so what we are experiencing right now is what happens when miles have been swallowed up and finally the moment has come when we are in one another's presence. And I suspect that the Lord orchestrated everything and all things to bring us to this moment in his presence. Because there's something so powerful. You know, I'm remembering so many stories. One I am triggered by is as my children were little, their dad and I made an agreement with one another that one of us would always be home. And I don't remember... Where I was, I was not at home. And I think this one occasion, we had traveled together, and my family was going to bring my daughters to the airport. And I think Caitlin must have been about two years old, maybe. We had been abroad. And my mother was holding her, and at that time, uh, you could actually come down to the gate, and you could... You could wait. It was before 9-11, and she was very little, and my mother had propped her up on a chair so that she could look over the rail of the jet bridge so that she could see me first when I made my way up that jet bridge. And, of course, I was wide-eyed, waiting to see both of those little girls. And as I walked up that jet bridge, scanning the crowd, trying to see my children, I caught the eye of that little tiny girl and she saw me and our eyes met and she burst into tears. And at David and Caitlin's wedding, Tegan, our seven-year-old grandchild, who is a surprise, every day is a surprise with her. We we know she's related to us by DNA, but we don't really know who did this. (laughs) And uh, she was so overwhelmed with emotion, uh, which we did not know she possessed, that while she was standing on the platform watching this go, tears were just streaming down her cheeks. And um, she leaned over and said something to her mother right before they were going to kiss and came running down the steps and jumped into my lap and said, "Chen, I'm so happy for them. And I looked, and there were tears dripping off her cheeks. And she said, I want to see the kiss. (laughs) I feel this way. And Brother Lee said, to enjoy the moment. And um, I don't usually watch war movies, but I did this one. I don't recommend it. Not unless you want to be gutted. (laughs) It's where I first heard, I suppose, the term band of brothers. Band of brothers. And I I researched that phrase. I wanted to find out where that come from because it's the title of a movie about ten episodes in length and it's about World War II. It's about Easy Company. When I was a little girl, there were a lot of World War II movies. Westerns and World War II. And so I looked up, I I saw that, and I was so overwhelmed by the story of these men who fought in this great conflict, sometimes alongside one another, sometimes far from each other, but... Forged in the fire of conflict relationships for a lifetime. Because a lifetime wasn't very long then. Nobody knew when the next moment would be. And perhaps COVID has affected my um, expectation of life. I know when Caitlin was sick as a little girl. And God did a miracle work. And perhaps I'll tell you about that. I don't know. The night is young. I have the mic, and I'm leaving you tomorrow, so I don't care. Thank you. You're welcome. But I can remember when I finally was broken of anticipating the future because the present was so dire that I couldn't anticipate tomorrow. I was literally struggling to get through today, now. And at that moment, in the fire of that reality of presence, P-R-E-S-E-N-C-E, I was reminded of the scripture, Take no thought for the morrow, for sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. Just don't go there get through today. And the Lord, when I went through that fire from that time on, I stopped thinking about tomorrow and became very intentional about addressing what was going on today, which was kind of important since when the trumpet sounds, it will be today. It's not going to be some flashy warning and I'm probably going to be in the same old clothes I've been wearing and could be working in the house, maybe on my way to pick up groceries or taking children on an errand. There's not going to be anything remarkable that's going to give me a warning. And the whole overlay of this journey with a band of brothers is that at any moment our conflict could end. That's the overlay. The hardest times of my life in the past two years, there have been some hard, hard moments. Lots of them. Preaching to an empty church. Doing conferences where I'd have to come into church and tell my praise team, now I'm supposed to be speaking in Mississippi. And I, we can't fly and I can't leave the building. You come and we're going to sing in the presence of the Lord. And when the Holy Ghost moves, don't you get up and leave as if your job is done. You are going to worship and we're going to create an atmosphere. Because even though that camera is so tiny, there are 500 people and a 1,000 eyes waiting for this word. It's a little bit hard. and. And I'm not telling you anything you don't already know. There were a couple moments when I got COVID and was in recovery, and we had to tape that Sunday service from my living room sitting at the piano. It wasn't fun. But I am among a band of brothers. And um, I looked up where that reference came from. And it actually came from Act 4, Scene 3, of Shakespeare's play, Henry V, when the title character rouses his outnumbered troops against the French in 1415. And this is what he says. We few, we happy few, we band of brothers. For he today that sheds his blood with me shall be my brother. And there's nothing like conflict. I need Kleenex. Who's got them? Thank you. There's nothing like conflict to forge a bond, suffering. Now, there's nothing like a celebration either. But a celebration doesn't have the depth that suffering does. And so I want to talk to this band of brothers, my colleagues from across the continent and the world and across life experiences. And I want you to understand that even though you may not be pastoring a church, God has brought everybody in this room, to this moment, to hear a word that will give you strength for where you are. This is like meeting in the general's tent right now to hear instructions to hold the hill where you are because every one of us has a battle. And do you know what your legacy is? There was a promise made to you, to an ancient people, Whose promises you received, every place the sole of your foot touches, I have given to you. So some of you may be fighting the battle of the bulge, literally and figuratively. Some of us may be at the Somme or on the beaches of Normandy. These are places where great bloodshed occurred in the world and conflict in the Pacific Arena, and even further back into our history, Gettysburg, where families fought each other. Oh, God, how horrible. Civil War. Where the blood-soaked grass was so affected that for years nothing could grow because so much blood had been poured into the soil. I'm talking about what happens when a band of brothers is forged in fire. Proverbs 17 and 17 says this. A friend loves at all times. And a brother is born for adversity. I looked up adversity because I wanted to know what that means. Because right now God's given us a respite. And it may not be meaningful to you. This may just be another Sunday night service. But not for me because I know what it took to get here. Perhaps band of brothers in World War II is not the metaphor I need to use for you. So maybe it's Lord of the Rings. (laughs) And here we are on our quest against evil and darkness and despair and hopelessness. Voices surrounding us to keep us offended and separated and divided and hurt and worried and stressed so that this band of brothers will break apart. I admonish you. The brother that is born for adversity is born for affliction, anguish, distress, tribulation, and trouble. Doesn't sound good. But the measure of the disciples of Jesus Christ is not our music, is really not even our doctrine. But between us and among us, the Bible said what we would be known for is that we are a band of brothers. We love each other. And that was brought home to me so forcefully when I watched men on this particular depiction of a very real event in world history. Put one another on their backs and run under fire. I will not leave you. Get up. I can't carry you, you've got to walk. Drag your foot. And all the time you'd hear somebody say, leave me here. I won't leave you. Walk. I'm tired. Walk anyway. Get up. Keep going. Don't stop. Don't give in. Don't give up. Don't give out. We belong to a band of brothers. Romans 12.10 says, Be kindly affectioned one to another with brotherly love in honor preferring one another. Now I would say that the relationships we have enjoyed, you just cannot make new old friends. It's not possible. I remember brother and sister Paulus and praying for Galen. I remember... When I met with them in 2008 and Galen came to McDonald's, she was pregnant with Leandry. I remember, and he was born on my birthday, I remember. I remember crying and weeping and laying on of hands and crawling in the floor and calling out Matthew's name and Cassandra's. And the church is more than just let's go win the lost. We are a band of brothers and we have to stick together until our conflict is over. And if one of us goes to sleep before the other, even that cannot stop us. I was amazed and touched and moved greatly to hear that precious Guy Rowan Barrett got up and preached on the resurrection on an Easter and made this statement. I want to die before the Lord comes because I want to be resurrected when he returns and I want to feel what that's going to feel like. And his children took that clip in September the 15th, 2016, or 15, played His voice at his funeral. You're going to have to be courageous. And when you look death in the eye, you're going to have to say, that won't stop me. Because on the third day, Jesus got up. I will fight this fight. I will walk. I will keep going because even death cannot frighten us. Why? We are a band of brothers with a promise. If cancer... Is where your foot is. Then know this. Either God's putting something in you. Or taking something out of you. If family problems have come your way. Then know this. That God is either putting something in you. Or taking something out of you. We are a band of brothers. And we stick together through thick and thin. It is our legacy to love. First Thessalonians, I looked, there are only three references to brotherly love, all in the New Testament. And he said, As touching brotherly love, you don't need that I write unto you, you yourselves are taught of God to love one another. And Hebrews 13 and 1, let brotherly love continue. You know, I'm 63. I thought I was 64 this morning. My husband reminded me I'm only 63. I've been living in a fog for quite some time. (laughs) I'm just thankful to be here. I'm thankful to be anywhere. (laughs) But the time for my great kingdom dreams... You know, when you look out and you can see, oh, I want to do this and this and this and this and this and this and this. And I'll never forget as a little girl, probably a young teenager, I envisioned all the miracles of the New Testament. And very quietly, a little voice came to me while I was on my knees and visualizing all of these wonderful things. Which would you like to do? And I envision myself walking on the water. What would that be like to feel my bare foot on a wave that's rising and falling and being able for my foot not to go through it but just to walk on it as if it were a solid substance? What would it be like to walk up to somebody and say, take up your bed and walk? What would it be like to walk to a funeral under the anointing of the Holy Ghost, and say, get up. Woman, take your son and go home. And as I visualize myself doing all of that, I came to the conclusion, just as a young teen, here's a problem with that. I can do all of that, but once I've done it, it's done. So I don't want to do a great work. I want to be a great work. What I'm craving is the experience of Jesus, not the experience of a miracle. That was a pretty big step for somebody who was young. And now I'm full circle again. Because I'm probably going to run out of life before I run out of dreams. But everything I've ever wanted is right in front of me. Brothers. People of like precious faith. But I want a 5,000 soul revival. I want to hear people speak in tongues. but And that's marvelous. I want you to go do that. Go do it. But at the end of the day, what most people want, I want to be known and to know. To love and to be loved. I want somebody to understand where I am. And Jesus understood what it was. And he said, don't marvel over works. You're going to do greater things than that. Stick together. In a world that is falling apart. So it's not offensive to me that this is not packed out with strangers and people who have come to see the show and hear the music. Because that's not what Jesus was after to begin with. He was looking For a band of brothers. People that would cry together and pray together and sit down together and eat together and mourn together and celebrate together. He was looking for a family. I, lo- I was thinking about what it means to be a brother to someone, and I, I looked up scriptures, and I went to the original Greek, and I'm, I'm not doing a Bible study tonight, but kinship. Kinship. You can't look at the six Barretts and not see kinship. And isn't it perfect that they're here and I can talk about all of them? <laughs> they didn't know I was going to preach on them. And they're so cute. And that last one, that last one, that Joshua. <laughs> I think I'm going to fold him up and put him in my satchel and take him home with me. He's just so cute. He takes me back to when I was a high school teacher and that raucous fifth period football team trying to learn Spanish in the middle of the South. <laughs> Como is stopped. Kinship. One thing that makes the people of God so very precious, it's not that we share the same economic status or education. Or That is so meaningless. It doesn't mean a thing to me. I can see it on your face when you know Jesus, and it makes me love you. I feel like I'm at home. And you know what else about being with a band of brothers? You know you're safe. No traitors. You're fighting on the same team for the same victory. There's love. And it's not all about me, 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 and what I, I, I can get because you don't want to lose a single one because there's an enemy out there and we move as a unit. We move together, watching, always looking out for one another. The next thing is the shared experiences. And I thought about it, battles, and I went back to that movie, How all those guys had to go through the same training. Some of them did better than others because they had different abilities and different callings and different giftings. What's that sound like? Do you think maybe the New Testament is a template and a manual for warfare? Because you know what the purpose is? He gave us the Holy Ghost, put us together and said, fight it out and make it home together. And He matched us up in units. And so here I am, such an unlikely private first class in this band of brothers. Victories, hard won, sweat, blood, and tears. Training, battles, victories. And then what marks this particular band of brothers is they're not braggadocious when it comes to honoring awesome. We could admire each other's strengths and admire it and love it. And because we know we need it. I can't be all of it. I can't do all of it. I need you to do what I cannot so that we're an awesome ninja team. I don't want to do it all. If I had, if I could do it all, I wouldn't need you. I wouldn't be in any relationship with you. There would be no reason to come all the way across the sea to see somebody, to come into a church. I'd be about, now what am I going to get out of this? But when you are relational and you are a band of brothers, not a band of mercenaries, it's not the same. Mercenaries get paid to do what they do. Brothers look out for each other because there's a family connection totally different mindset than what can I get from you? What can you do for me, for my career, for my desires, for my dreams? How can I use you to move up? That's not a band of brothers. Sacrificing for one another. Brother Lee talked about cultural differences and I feel like a bull in a china closet when it comes to cultural differences. I often liken myself to a St. Bernard with a cask of hot chocolate. I'm just there to give everybody chocolate and a big lick. (laughs) Hello! (laughs) And a lot of people would say that's the way Americans are. They're very friendly and very loud. And they talk a lot. And I suppose there is some cultural truth to that but not in the band of brothers. When you've been fighting on a front and you get leave and you never take your boots off and you get to be together for just a little bit, no matter where it is, how, when, or what, there is a connection. And this right here is the bivouac. This is the roll call. Anybody, prisoner of war, missing in action. Why? why? Why am I reporting for duty, sir? So that I'm accountable, so somebody knows if I don't show up. It's not because we're trying to be on each other's shoulders and and uh, oh, how cruel our enemy is that he's made us think that the things that make us strong are invasions of Privacy. Or would you rather be like Ivana Trump who lay at the end of the bottom of the stairs and died of blunt trauma? I wonder how long it took her to die because no one was there to see her fall. Right now you are richer and more precious than that woman who had no one by her side when she went down. Band of brothers. John 15 and 13 says, Greater love hath no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. Of course, it's very humbling for us because we wanted to see all of you. And evidently, you wanted to see us too. And so you came to celebrate a moment. Sweet, poignant, something precious in the now not the future so many mountains we've climbed rivers we've crossed fires we've forged to catch up with this unit and yet here we are and I look around the room Sister Stanka it's good to see you and your beautiful son I remember your faces, and I asked about you. If I couldn't remember your names, I had tags for you. How's so-and-so doing it? You know, that couple. How about that lady and that man? Why? Band of brothers. Say, well, I'm not that close. You need to be. It's part of your legacy to travel in a Family made up of every tribe and nation and kindred and then I found this because you see I just asked the Lord what am I going to say to all my friends <laughs> little La. so precious I told her parents she has an international ministry and we will take her home with us she could be our third child she's already had a room and Taylor we've stolen her way too And I thought of all the churches in the book of Revelation, all seven, there's only one I ever wanted to be a part of. And I've never wanted the Lord to tell me which one I'm really in because I don't want to be disappointed. (laughs) I don't aspire to be in any of them except this one. And I was like, is there an eighth? Could there just be an eighth? (laughs) But this is the church I want to be in. And yet I've been in all your churches and I know the character of each church is very different, very different. And yet I look at that as the unit assigned to the conflict at hand. You will never find a church that is more connected electronically, digitally, more of a spirit of excellence from intelligent, intelligent people who have a work ethic that doesn't stop. In America, we would call them, they are workaholics, and we need to teach them to breathe. Then these people, right here. And they delight me. I don't want anything from them except to be with them and to play aggravation (laughs) and to keep you from going home. We, We played a game, an American game. It was Taylor's wedding gift, and Caitlin opened it up, and before her wedding (laughs) we played a game and to be with you playing a game not speaking in tongues not in church a little a little leave time what are you doing I'm in a band look at that forged in fire we have cried together
1: your victory is mine
0: your grandchild that child has my DNA I claim that child how can you do that that little one and this one I have never forgotten not one moment went to your church and worshipped and fell in love with your people my people we people we band of brothers that's all I care about want nothing from you to be with you is enough God has equipped this captain for the place that he's battling for. I'm not trying to be him, and his battle is not mine, but my soul yearns for him to stand on top of the mountain he has fought so bravely to take and plant a flag, not in Iwo Jima, but in that mountain of obstacle with his own people, knowing what he knows, and watched him and Leah raise a flag to the name of Jesus. And celebrate with them. And then Sister Gina. Mountains and valleys and rough places. I remember. I don't say it, but I remember. Why? We are a band of brothers. I know some of your pain, young man. Your parentage. And your sorrow. I am moved with compassion. For that battle. I cannot run it for you. But I'm cheering you from the sidelines. Hebrews 12. Proceeds Hebrews 13. 1, when he said let brotherly love continue. In 12 it says we're surrounded. By a band of brothers. Say run. But you don't know how hurt I am. Yes I do understand. I can't fight it for you. Get up. Run, come with us, be with us, unite with us, connect with us. We are a band of brothers. I want you to bow your heads for just a moment. I'm not done, but I can't go ahead. Lord, we feel your presence, uniting us from every culture and tribe. We are your people. We belong to you. Let your sweet spirit fill this house. And let our wounded be healed. Hallelujah. Send healing, Lord. Send healing to the broken. These are our people. These are my people. Called by your name. Hallelujah. We feel your nearness. God, you have given healing to us in our hands, this band of brothers. It's a promise that you gave to us to keep us alive and going. Hallelujah. While you just talk to the Lord quietly, I want to read to you my church. To the angel of the church in Philadelphia, the church in brotherly love. That kind of gave me an open because all of the others are going through terrible times. But it's almost as if he said, Tim Lee belongs to this church and you belong to that one. But I'm going to collect a bunch of you from all those churches and you're going to make up Philadelphia. So when I look at Northside and I see Simon Butcher, who has been faithful in spite of trauma and trial, family disruptions, Even your childhood, where is your mother? Raise your hand, precious Sister Butcher. Sister Butcher, I want you to know that God chose you and gave you brilliance and a spirit of hunger for the word because he chose you to be part of a band of brothers, and chose that your son would come from that kind of background to fight what Northside would need. The conflict surrounding this geography is spiritual, and it's not the property we're after, but there are things that must be accomplished. And he created that man right there from the fire and the forge of his past and family. Nothing to be ashamed of, but God outfitted us and equipped us through our parentage, through our past. Hallelujah. I want you to lift your hands and thank the Lord right now for the parentage that brought you here because God is using it to create somebody. He's using it to create you, to outfit you, to belong to this band of brothers. This unique church in brotherly love This unique church that's marked by one thing. We're in Philadelphia. We're in love. I celebrate you. But I love you more than what you do. I love more than what you do. If you weren't even doing it, I'd still love you. He said, these things saith he that's holy, that's true that has the key of David, he that opens and no man shutteth and shutteth and no man opens. I know your works. Singapore, Sydney. I know Sister Gina's work ethic. And I know the butchers. I demand pastries when I come. I know Brother Paulus. I know what God has done in his family. I remember Leandre. I know your works, he said. I know. You may not know to each other, but I know. I like knowing that God knows the battle I've been fighting by myself. That I've been doing my best to hold my little patch of ground that God said, Hold it till I come. Fight. I've set before you an open door. No man can shut it. And this is what he said to this church of brotherly love. You have a little strength. Boy, I qualify for that. You have a little strength. But you kept my commands. I'm the commander in chief. And you held your ground. And you've kept what I said. I told you something. And you've never let it go. You've been tempted to capitulate. There was an Italian group in World War II that got so tired of fighting in the Swiss Alps, and they did. They said it would be better if we just absolutely give up the fight, and then at least they'll feed us. And I'm like, oh God, let me starve to death before I subject my children to my capitulation. He said, you haven't denied my name. Not very much, is it? I'm going to tell you, I'd like to say I've done all three of those, but I'm going to be honest, just like my husband was, I, I would say that a couple times in the last two years I've wavered a little bit. I would say, I don't have any strength. What was that you said? How is your name going to help me? I'm just dying. Get us out of here. Then he said, I'll make them of the synagogue of Satan, which say they're Jews and not but lie. I'll make them come and worship. That really doesn't mean a whole lot to me because I I don't have time to look at other people and go, which synagogue do you belong to? I mean, I'm just trying to make it. But this last thing caught my eye because this is meaningful to me. Whatever the opposition has been, he said, I'm going to let them know I... Have loved you. Not that I did great miracles to you, but I'm gonna let the opposition know. You see that dimly over there? I love him. Now, how the Lord's gonna reveal to people that are not part of the band of brothers that he's been watching us going through all kinds of hell on earth, and he's gonna say, you know what? I loved them. God, we're just maintaining. You have a little strength. You have never deviated from the commandment I told you to do. And you've held on to my name. I'm going to let the opposition know they're special. The band of brothers. I see it. Oh, I see it. I've been crying all day thinking about it. And he said, because you kept the word of my patience. I'm going to keep you from the hour of temptation. When the pressure is so great to fold up and quit, to escape the pain, the trouble, the affliction, to do what the Italians did and say, this is not worth fighting anymore, I quit. He said, I'm going to keep you through that. And then he said this when you think you've just about lost perspective I come quickly. And you know what that means? That does not mean in 30 seconds he's coming. It means he will have come before 30 seconds is over. The coming will be (laughs) and done. That's what that means. And he said Gave you something, hold on to it. Him then overcomes from a little string. I'll make you a pillar. What? We're just getting by, not to me you're not this band of brothers. You're passing the integrity test. You're passing the love test. Close your eyes. I feel the Holy Ghost. He's looking for a band of brothers.
1: I want to be in that unit.
0: What an irony that it was called easy company. There's nothing easy about this. But I have discovered that God uses pain as a prompt to pray. When I feel as low as I can go, sometimes I'll see Sister Gina's face or Brother Sister Lee or Brother Sister Butcher, or Brother Paula's. I'll see your faces. I'm telling you, we're going to have to get a hold of this so that your heart doesn't go a and looking for an escape from where you are. You're supposed to bond with the band. There is a song, I don't usually do this, but I want you to keep your eyes closed and I want you to talk to the Lord. Because I think before the coming of the Lord, we had some Ukrainians come. Sister Irena Tomeyev and her husband drove all night from Tennessee to get to Ohio where her family was when the conflict broke out in Ukraine because she had parents and siblings there. They came on a Wednesday night and we turned off our live feed. It was her first service. She wept and said, Americans have not suffered. My grandfather was beaten to death. For preaching the gospel. She began to tell us stories, and and I wept because I was like, God, make me faithful. Told us about the family, the little praise-worship leader who plays the guitar and went with her family of twelve into a root cellar during the day. And at night they'd slip into the house to try to get some rest. The father said, we are going to have to leave. And she heard the cries of people who were pulled out of their houses, neighbors of theirs. The tanks surrounded their village. And people that asked to be let go, she heard them being shot. And other families just vanished. God makes a difference in the band of brothers and other people caught in conflict. He opens a window, a door. He makes a way where there's no way. And on this particular day, Sister Tomeev came to me and she sent me a text. I can read it on my phone right now. She said they were in that root cellar and their dad said, time to go. We've got to go. And they sent the oldest daughter out to a Russian soldier. And she said, will you please let us leave? And he said, I am not your enemy. I will lead you, because there's a minefield around this field and this village. He blindfolded the adults and left the children's eyes open. And for three miles, he walked that Ukrainian family through mines till he took them to the Ukrainian border and turned them over to soldiers. We are a band of brothers. And the insignia that we wear that identifies us to heaven is that we love each